Hello everyone and welcome back to Season 2, Episode 53 of the Sports Run-On Podcast. We're going to talk about this podcast by giving you a preview for Game 5 of the NBA Finals. This Game 5 was coming after the series being tied 2-2, the series between the Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks to go for the NBA Finals trophy. So the series is now tied 2-2 after Phoenix was able to win the first two games at home playing in Phoenix. Then Milwaukee was able to win their first two games playing at home back in Milwaukee. So now with game, this is just, it's absolutely crucial for this series now with this game going back to Game 5. With Game 5 going back to Phoenix, that it is absolutely crucial for one of these teams to really pull ahead because if the Bucks can win three straight, that's going to be a crazy momentum to have a chance to then be able to end this on their home court without even having to play another time in Phoenix, which they've already lost twi- where they've where they've already lost twice in this series. So it'd be huge for them to not have to go back and play anymore in Phoenix like like they had because they so far in the series they've not played well at all in Phoenix losing those games 118-105 and then 118-108 so but with that said I think that Phoenix this is just even more of an important game for Phoenix because they have to bounce back with not having an elimination game on the road because there's no question that having an elimination game on the road especially in the NBA finals is not where you want to put your team there's no question about that like I want to make sure they're able to figure out what the issues, what Phoenix figure out what the issues are, which is the reason that they are scoring way less points in their games at Milwaukee than they are in Phoenix, and be able to figure that out and figure if that if they can help get themselves back out of that slump, playing back tomorrow on Saturday in a more comfortable and home environment than they had been playing in before today, in the two games before, in Game Three and Game Four. The X factors, I really think, in my personal opinion, with after watching these four games this series, would probably be DeAndre Ayton for the Suns, and then for the Bucks, it would without a doubt be Chris Middleton because he has, I feel like, been the big a big X factor throughout this entire series. But I say DeAndre Ayton because I feel like he could have given the could have given the Suns more in their in their most recent game, specifically, so where he only had where he had only. Only six points, yeah, six, six points and seventeen rebounds. So on the rebounding side in this most recent game, he's doing good. But I, he, I feel really feel like he need, he's the X factor because he needs to put up more points inside so that they don't so that there isn't so much pressure put on Devin Booker and Chris Paul to make outside shots to be able to win this series. In case, as we've seen, they can have an off night. They can have a night where they're not absolutely shooting the lights out, and it's seeming like on those nights that they're they're not absolutely shooting the lights out. The Bucks are able to be able to climb their way back into this series where they put themselves in a crazy 2-0 hole, which at which for a lot, which which most likely looked that it's going to be a pretty easy series for the Phoenix, where a lot of people were saying Phoenix and five, or Phoenix, yeah, Phoenix and five for them to be able to win, Phoenix and four, Phoenix and five. So, but now now looking back at it, it's not looking like this is going to be as easy put as a Phoenix in five series. Based on the fact that how well the Bucks are playing, and now 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 that we're going into Game Five with with neither team having the ability to end the series playing right now in Game Five, Chris Middleton is probably is one of the I I, I picked these two as my X factor. I said DeAndre because I feel like he needs to do more on the offensive end. But Chris, now going over to Chris Middleton as the X factor for the Bucks, I picked him over the X factor just because I feel like Giannis not every single game is an X factor. There's no question about that. Like no matter what, Giannis has to put up points. He has to score for the Bucks to be able to win these these games for them to be able to win this NBA Finals and bring the title to Milwaukee. Bring this year's NBA title trophy to Milwaukee, but 
with that said, I, yeah, Chris Middleton, he's he's good, like like, but he's not a Giannis known talent. Like he's kind of shaped into a Giannis known talent, but I feel like he's still he's playing very well. Don't get me wrong. In the games I've watched, he's play he's playing very very well. But I still think that he, like, overall, I think he, he's still going to be the X factor just because I feel like he has to keep playing like this because that this most recent game, he played very he played pretty well, and they won the game by six points. So, I mean, it, it, like, the, there's no question. These games are still tight games. Like, these are, especially this last game, this last game was the closest of any of the games in this series so far. So this is, without a doubt, a very tight series where it's going to come down, where there's going, somebody, there is going to have to be a player for one of the two teams, it's going to have to step up and be that difference for their team that it takes for them to really step forward and get that edge to be able to really solidify a, a, a play to get to a place where they can solidify the ability to win this series. And I feel like, without a doubt, this game is going to be crucial, especially if the Bucks are able to win it, because then you can go back home and be able to try to end this series without ever having to play another game in Phoenix after playing tomorrow night. I don't. I don't. Th- I think. I think the Bucks are going to be able to do that. I honestly, after looking at what they say, I think that the Bucks are going to be able to do that. I think they're going to be able to win Game Five just based off momentum. I think momentum is going to really help them push them forward. So I, that's why I think that they're probably going to take a three-two lead. I still think honestly that this game is going to go to seven. I think the Bucks will win Game Five, but I. But I think the Suns will win Game Six. I don't think that they're going to go down and lose four straight games, lose NBA NBA Finals. I think they're just simply too talented of a team. To do so, so for that reason, I think that this, without doubt, this series is going to go to seven with the Bucks winning Game Five and the Suns winning Game Six. That is my prediction, but as we can see, these are very close teams, so they could just as easily we could just as easily go to Game Seven with both of these teams winning on their home court, with the Suns winning tomorrow Game Five, and then the Bucks being able to take home Game Six whenever Game Six is back in Milwaukee. Now moving on to golf, where we have the U.S. Open. They're 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 now at the cut, where Lewis Utzon is look. He has, he has a 36 hole record at the Open, is and is looking to end his run of near misses at the major with top 10, top 15, and top 10 finishes, but an inability to close the majors in these. As I said in the my other podcast, that these majors are huge for these guys' resume because they they're just like they're they're big. There's so much prize money on it, and everybody just looks to these majors because there's not that many of them each year. So they always look, and it just it hurts every single time if you keep on getting to the. You look forward to these big majors because these could be the break for you, and then you can never seem to get the job done. So so for that reason, I feel like this is huge on him with having such a. a I mean, I wouldn't say a great lead. I mean, he's two shots ahead of the former PGA champion Colin Morikawa, who. Who yeah, who's two shots behind him? So I wouldn't say that he's like a crazy amount of head. Like I think that he Lewis has definitely played the best of anybody has so far, shooting 11 under through two days with Colin shooting nine under, followed right behind him, and then another a champion who has shown that he can win majors before Jordan Spieth, who actually who has a Masters win. So he he's one behind them with eight under. And then yet another major champion, you have Dustin Johnson, seven under behind him. And Scotty Scheffler also tied with Dustin Johnson at seven under. So it's definitely still tight, even with the records, even with the record setting day for him to be able to shoot shoot to be able to get to only shooting one to shooting 129 total strokes through two days which is absolutely incredible at a major so even with that said it's there's absolutely no chance that anybody would say that he is in clear water right now because there are still like one slip up and Morikawa has been playing very well I mean he he even shot better he shot a 60 he shot one stroke better than 
Lewis did on that on this on this second day and on this uh, Royal St. George Golf Club, which is where they're playing in Kent, England. So I wouldn't there's there's absolutely no way that I would say he is going like he he's moving like he's out of the wall. What I'm trying to say is I still think there's a, like even with the record setting 11 under through 2 days which is record setting for the US Open, I still think that there there's nobody that would really say looking at the scoreboard, looking at the majors that the people under him have won that he is that he is out of the water yet. I I think that he still has to keep pushing and I think he can't be he can't he can start playing passively because I don't think that he can start playing passively because I still definitely think that there's a chance that he can, without, somebody without a doubt can come up and catch him to be able to try to take home this crown for this U.S. Open by themselves or for themselves. I'm going to finish out this podcast to talk about the Olympic, the U.S. basketball team being specifically because the U.S. basketball team has been in the news lately because they are because they are losing two players that are not going to be traveling with them to the Olympics. Kevin Durant, who's going to be not traveling because of injury, a hamstring injury, which has been looming for, as he said, for a while now, has been looming with you know, causing discomfort for a lot of the time for him throughout this practice before they would go make their way to Tokyo to play in the Olympics on the with the team. And the second being Bradley Beal, who is a star by by anybody's measure on this on this um, Olympic team. So those two are definitely big losses. They have found people that will fill in with um, Keldon Johnson, who played in kind of like it was kind of like a rising stars version. It was like a lower down USA version for players that like they they would show what they could do if they were say needed in to play on the USA team. He ended up shining in that lower down league, which is one of the reasons why they decided to bring him up onto the USA team to take him with them to Tokyo. And the other one that is going to be going with them is a center who is a pretty well-known JaVale McGee. He has played for Golden State and a couple other teams. So I think I, I, I like the idea with the firepower you already have outside with Damian Lillard, Kevin Durant, and other big name players that you decide to get more more people that can get the rebounds for those players, like more inside to be able to establish a dominance inside the Tokyo with you having to go up against some of these players from these other countries who are very tall. Some of these, some of these other countries that are very tall. So I think getting these guys inside was a very smart move by, by Team USA to be able to get these two to replace Kevin Love, who very is very tall, but I think... Keldon Johnson, especially with Kevin Love still having that looming injury, I think it's better that they would get somebody in there like Keldon Johnson, who is still very talented, and and then JaVale McKee, who is also very talented and can get many rebounds for the for the uh, shooter for the amount of shooters and just all around great players that they have on this team. They need somebody better rebound for them throughout this Olympics to help them be able to get more shots up to be able to end up being able to take home gold medal for this Olympics, just like they have in, in uh, years past. With that said, this wraps up Season 2, Episode 53 of the Sports Run On Podcast.